0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Drew
2: Taylor of MoviePhone.
0: Hi, everybody. Yes, uh, my name is Drew Taylor. I'm a contributing editor for MoviePhone.com. And uh, we are here to talk about uh, Amira and Sam. And we are going to show the trailer right now.
2: Excuse me. Some of these buzzers don't have names. Do you know Bassam Jafari? You a cop? I'm a friend of Bassam's.
3: Bassam does not have friends, and you smell like a cop.
2: I brought him a donut. That's probably what you're talking about, smell-wise. Amira! What? Uh, come on out here. No. Amira?
3: Ani Mali, i al be shama'ttakinude. You speak Arabic? Yeah. 27 dresses? She's been a bridesmaid 27 times. It's so good. Richard Jones, amazing diary.
4: Vending within 10 feet of a crosswalk, you're selling pirated DVDs. You realize you're breaking two laws at once? I need your help.
2: Yeah, what is it, anything? Mia in trouble. She'll be safe with me.
3: I can look after her myself.
2: Look, I'm not leaving without you. Um, what do you want to do? What would you rather do?
3: Something better than this.
2: She's making people uncomfortable. Is she here illegally? We're
1: all here illegally. Nothing is happening. They're not gonna find anything. You're being crazy. Come on, man.
2: We're looking for an Amira Jafari. Take it easy. Sir. Amira's being deported. All this mess is your fault. This is the real world. And all of us, every single one of us, is a prisoner of the system. Stay away from her, son. It's
3: my decision. all of those romantic movies. But none of them compare to the way I feel about you. Ooh, no. Not even sweet home Alabama. I was thinking if you did, then maybe I would let you friend me. Wow.
0: All right, guys, let's uh, please welcome uh, Paul Wesley. Hi, everyone. Dina Shahabi and writer-director Sean Mullen. Paul, you are a you are a hunk. Did you hear all this screaming going on?
1: This my it's my it's a, it's that's, it's for, that's, for, me. Me. that's it's for me that's for <laughs> me family members. This is my whole my that's extended a, family. family. Yeah, I'm from Jersey.
0: So, <laughs> uh, Sean, I just wanted to talk to you about a, a sort of uh, how this all came together and how you cast these two incredibly handsome people uh, in your movie.
4: Uh, how did I cast yes. handsome people? Yeah, yeah. these um, these handsome people in these in handsome people. Well, I yes. got really lucky, to be honest with you. You know, I'm Dina. Audition. She put herself on tape, and um, it was incredible. I mean, I saw the audition, and just Amira kind of came to life. You know, she, she just pop, like, like she popped out of my uh, you know my imagination, and on, onto the onto the screen there. And so I got really lucky. And in uh, with Paul, we had a mutual connection through a producer, uh, Terry Leonard, which was awesome. And uh, he recommended Paul, and I, I saw Paul. We were kind of sharing some office space at the time on on another film he was working on. And uh, I said, you know, sent him the script, and I just crossed my fingers, you know.
0: And how did you guys sort of become involved? Was it the script that sort of won you over, or or how did you first?
4: Um, yeah, uh, Yeah, yeah, I
1: love the script. Uh, but it was, I saw Sean's short, I loved his sh- short films called Sadiq. Sadiq, yeah. Um, and then I saw, <laughs> I trying, probably shouldn't say this, but I saw Dina's audition. <laughs> like somebody, Terry, that I, it's really kind of <laughs> awful that I'm saying this. She knows, that's why it's okay. But I saw her audition. And they were like, oh, look, who's playing the lead girl? And I saw it and I was like, oh, man, this girl's so good. Um, and then I was like, I'm in. That was it.
0: And what about you, Dina? I mean, you obviously you feel like auditioned. I invaded your
1: privacy. <laughs>
3: No, what's funny is that everyone saw my audition except me. I saw it one month ago for the first time. And (laughs) Um, thank you. That's very nice. Um, Yeah, I auditioned. Um, I heard about the movie from my manager and my friend, Laith Neckley, who plays my uncle in the film, and I loved the script. And yeah, auditioned, And then I had a call back with Sean and The rest is history.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, but where did the story sort of come from? Because it's, it's, you know, sort of an unusual story, and it it plays on romantic comedy tropes, but it seems very fresh. I mean, what was sort of the, the intention...
4: Well, I mean, I, I love a good love story. I think most people do, right? And so the idea is, how do you how do you make it new? How do you make it fresh? I mean, I had my first screenwriting job. I was hired to write a screenplay for Britney Spears, which was hilarious. Like like working with well, her. What was, and, the, what was the project? Well, working with her turned out to be much funnier than the script. Uh, but um, but she's awesome. I mean, she she. I mean, she was great. But it was just a very. You know, crazy process. During that process, I watched every romantic comedy that had ever been made because I was nervous as hell. Because what, what was I gonna do? And so um, I learned what not to do, really. And uh, you know, I leaned on some of my favorites. There's a great film from 1955 called Marty with uh, Ernest Borgnine, which is just this fantastic love story about outsiders. And I just uh, the idea of two people who don't fit in anywhere but like with each other to me is very just a romantic concept.
0: And can you talk about the setting? The movie's set in 2008. And yes. I mean, p- trying to pull off any kind of period thing on what I'm assuming was a very tight budget must have been yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, but w- but why 2008 specifically? It's a huge budget, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah $80 Transformers. $100
4: right? No, we, uh, you know, yeah, I just, I felt like that's right, you know, right before the market, it was the peak, right before the market crashed and everything. And I thought that was just a ripe setting to, to, to tell this story. And I had lived in New York for a long time and I was, kind of have a very rich background. I'd gone to uh, undergrad at West Point, like an hour north of the city, and I uh, used to come down here when I was a cadet and, and get in trouble a lot. And um, I uh, went to grad school at Columbia here, so I just have a, I do a lot of um, deep ties to the city, and I uh, I just felt like this was the place to tell this story, you know?
0: And uh, this is for everybody. What was it like working? Would I, how long did you have to shoot?
4: We shot the movie in three weeks, 16 okay. and a half days. Wow, yeah.
0: and... Uh, you know, from the actor's standpoint, was it, did you get to improv at all or come up with new things? Or was it pretty much reciting what was on the page and getting the hell sort of out of there?
3: Yeah, it was a combination of his lines and his script. And then he would give us the freedom to improv and play with it and, yeah, just have fun.
1: I was senile. I was, on the, I was shooting my show <laughs> during the week and then coming on the weekends and shooting this. And I was like... I would be, like, shooting an all-nighter on a Friday, get on a plane, shoot this, and, like, I don't even yeah, know.
4: I know. He'd be like, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm like use it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just I, use I it. Your character's tired.
1: I don't remember anything. Action. Um, no, it was great. A lot of improv, which Sean encouraged. And, yeah.
0: and shooting in New York, I'm sure, must have added its own share of sort of unpredictable elements yeah uh, i mean pros and
4: cons you know i mean obviously i mean it's a wonderful place to shoot you know the energy and the, pr- the production design and the cr- the crew you can get here is unlike anywhere else so it was all a plus in my mind i
0: feel like dina you were selling your dvds like down the street where, where, where yeah, was that close right like, yeah was, you know
3: uh, just off the canal okay. subway stop um on the end train that's where i was standing around and they crossed the street and like hid while I sold fake DVDs to random people. <laughs>
0: How did you come up with the little? I love the little sort of synopses you give yeah. each each movie. Did you was, did yeah. you sort of come up with that?
4: No, I mean it was uh, yeah. mostly in the script, but I think some of it was some you
3: know. of it I made up on the spot because I'd watched all those movies. Right. Um, I just
1: thought it was did hilarious. Did you have any like There's weird reactions from from like people that well,
4: were like yeah, strangers? yeah, there
3: there was <laughs> there was actually one guy who I. Almost convinced to buy a, yeah. buy a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like,
4: How much? He's like, Yo, how much? She's like, Haggling with this guy. I'm <laughs> like, This is great. This is great.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hope you take uh, Amir and Sam Blu rays out when, it, when it's yeah. ready <laughs> yeah. and you That's that. how we'll sell well, the promo. film. I'll just be yeah. up there. Um, let's pause for a second and take a look at a clip from the movie. This is sort of when your romance is burgeoning with Martin Starr, who is unfortunately not here, but is a hoot. So let's watch that.
2: Here, come up on the bed.
0: I've saved you 60%. You worry that something's going to happen?
3: I know nothing will happen. Exactly. What, do you think I'm attracted to you or something?
0: No. No, you've made it abundantly clear that you're not attracted.
3: Good.
0: So you can come up on the bed whenever. Oh, so cute.
1: Oh. What's going to happen on the bed? Oh, oh, no. oh. No. <laughs> Never guess. Got to see the movie to see what happens on the bed. Um.
3: I think that we should b- have you just do that throughout the movie. I just be narrated.
1: <laughs> By the way, like in the just behind narrate. the scenes Blu-ray like version, I should just yeah. be <laughs> the narrating us
4: yeah. like this, like overly. Ooh, ooh, ooh is she gonna bad? go in the bed? Let's get yeah. out of it. Don't go in bed.
0: Who am I? Now, can I ask everybody what it was like working with with Martin? Because he is absolutely fantastic, in this movie very different. And you guys obviously have two very different sort of relationships with him. Um, what was that sort of process like?
3: Um, he's the best. I was about to say he's the worst and make a joke out of it. But no, he's the best and was just so fun to work with, so generous, always unpredictable. <laughs> I'm sure you've experienced yeah. that. Always joking. Um, he, he would always mess with Sean. Sean would tell him to do something and he would do the opposite. And so by the end of the shoot, it rubbed off on me. So Sean would tell us to do something and then we would both do the opposite.
4: And I, like <laughs> Which my Which was head great exploded. for Sean, yeah, he loved it, was, it. yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. It was, I mean, Martin was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it, it definitely like with any actor, you know, you just need to feel each other out for the first couple of days to make sure you trust each other. But once that once that happens, we were we were off and running. Yeah, I was constantly. I'm I was a little intimidated to be honest with you. Why? Cause he, I don't
1: because you know you think comedian like funny guy, he's gonna be like naturally like you know, uh, warm. But he's very like. I I mean I appreciate it now, but he's very like he just kind of sizes you up. <laughs> And then he just that but that that still is our relationship, actually he's continues it's just like there's I'm a little intimidated by him, but what I like about um uh, working with actors like that is that come from a comedic background is that you kind of never know what they're gonna do next. It's unpredictable, so your reaction is always spontaneous and always new and always fresh because it's never really premeditated, which is you know sometimes is the case with certain people that are just not that interesting
0: right can i ask what it was like working with draft house and being a part of forever fest this is for you were at forever fest this past year yeah
4: it was incredible it was incredible i mean they're just you know top top tier you know distributors for independent film they really you know once we had their stamp of approval that was really the moment where i felt like okay we're in the right place and um you know i couldn't have been happy as a filmmaker you you can't I couldn't be like any happier. My
1: my ad on on Vampire Diaries and my and my uh, DP my D- uh, director of photography are movie buffs like and they're hardcore movie buffs and w- they're actually one of them is from Austin and when I told them that Draft House was picking up the film, they were flipping out. They said they're like Draft House has a batting average that is perfect. Every they're film magic. they put out is perfect, and I'm like, it's just <laughs> kind of amazing uh, to be honest with you.
0: Um, let's watch another clip where Dina is super hilarious at a uh, at Paul's party, Paul's engagement party, right? What is yeah. this? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a clip from the movie.
4: He engaged all you. Know.
0: Congratulations.
3: I know, already five months. <laughs> and you must be Amaya. Amira. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, pleasure. Thanks for having us. Well, what do you think?
4: Well, I think
2: Charlie's doing all right.
3: Oh, he is. He really is. Yeah. You know, there is somebody here that you absolutely have to meet. Um, Simone. Oh, boy. Simone, this is Charlie's cousin, Sam. Yes, Sam. I've heard so much about you.
0: Likewise. It's wonderful
2: to meet you. My pleasure. Uh, I'm Amira. Sorry. I didn't know you were bringing a date. I Well, no, we're friends.
3: I'm a prostitute. Or that. I beg your pardon? He even bought me this dress, just like pretty woman.
0: Right. <clears throat> she looks good in red.
3: Um, <laughs> it was nice to meet you both.
0: Yeah, Claire, it was really a pleasure.
3: I'm sure we'll catch up a little bit later.
0: See, it's very, it's cute. They'll, they'll watch it. I think. Um, can you talk about sort of things that maybe didn't make it into the movie that that you wish were were still there, or was pretty much everything shot? Oh, like in all that? Paul's nude scenes we yeah. talked about
4: that earlier. Yeah. Was it?
0: I, I was ready to
1: go, man. <laughs> <laughs> Full frontal. I was. Uh... No, I mean we didn't have <laughs> Sorry, enough. Cause... We didn't have enough.
4: God. Yeah, we didn't Explicit, my Explicit. We, didn't, yeah. we really didn't have enough money to 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 waste time shooting stuff we weren't going to use. So I mean I had ninety-nine percent of what we shot, ninety-eight percent probably is in the film. There's
1: that amazing shot though, um when I was in my office uh, looking down on ground zero that didn't make very it. Very cool. That was a cool shot. Very cool
4: shot. Yeah, what? a couple handful Whatever. of shots. No scene. Well not one scene, I guess. There's a scene of Martin, you know. There's really a
3: topless up. scene of Martin that didn't make it oh,
4: into yeah, the movie, yeah, there isn't is. there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is nudity. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was cut. <laughs>
0: um, (laughs) Can you talk about what it was like, sort of, the movie has a kind of political edge, but it sort of walks that line, you know, very finely. Can you talk about what it was like to sort of weave that in, but never be sort of too heavy-handed?
4: Yeah, well, I think if you're making a film about, like, issues, you know, this is, you know, veteran assimilation and immigration, those can be very heavy topics, and nobody wants to go to a movie and really be preached to or just, like, be bored with stuff like that, you know, so... so instead, you know, you need to connect emotionally with an audience, you know, and I felt like if we could just create a story where you've got two people that the audience is rooting for, and, you know, they're dealing with these complex issues, but in an intimate way, you know, that that speaks to audiences universally, uh, that's the best way to reach audiences, and, you know.
0: Well, on that note, I want to show this third clip, which I'm really excited to talk to everybody about, Um, so let's see that.
2: Sammy, I'm Charlie. Sorry, I need you to be straight with me and tell me everything that's going on at the fund. Dude, I will just play. no more bullshit. I'm not bullshitting you, man. Listen. This is not the army, okay? This is the real world. And all of us, every single one of us, is a prisoner of the system. And that system is called free market capitalism, right? And it's not fair. It's not fucking fair because it was never designed to be fair. See, I know that you're all worried about the SEC and all that shit, but fuck them. See, they're trying to tell me how to do my job, but they don't know sh- about analyzing risk. See, they are always looking at the worst case scenarios, which never pertain to me, right? But even if they did, I have hedges in place that allow me to back out of my riskiest positions. Do you understand what, what kind I'm of saying? hedges are you talking about, Charlie? I have these offshore investment entities, right? And they can buy huge stakes in American companies, and that influences the stock price. So it gives us an edge in trading. You've rigged the system. Yes, absolutely. That's why you don't need to worry about it. It's all fucking rigged, Sam, and there's no need in trying to fight it. This is how I think of it. You were lucky enough to be a part of that 1% that served the nation, right? So I'm giving you an opportunity to be a part of the 1% that runs the nation.
0: That scene is amazing, and I just want to ask uh, Paul sort of, and Sean what it was like to write it, what it was like to perform it. Um,
1: uh, whew, um, it was a lot of information that I had to, <laughs> I don't know anything about the stock markets and <laughs> uh, I'm a college dropout. Don't do it kids, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, yeah, I just, I, I, I had to sort of learn about the sort of, um, I don't know, I spoke to some of Sean's uh, Wall Street friends, and I had to really, really understand what I was saying, so that it wasn't just completely coming out of my mouth, but I, you had to believe that I, that I really believed in what I was saying, so I had to do a lot of research. Um, but I don't know. We shot it in like a diner and it was just kind of, it just came naturally. I mean, do you have any, do you it, remember? It was a
4: diner. It was like a working diner. It was, a, was it a <laughs> yeah. working diner? No, I mean, I think we had it for the half day or something. Right. But it was, it was we had to shoot quickly, I remember. So, um, yeah, I think it came together well. It is a lot of information. It's one of those scenes where, you know, it was, uh, you know, it's tricky to, to edit to make sure you have enough, but not too much stuff. But uh, I think it all works out well. And
0: it, did you write that sort of before the Occupy stuff went on? And, I mean, because th- the, the use of 1% is obviously very powerful. It was after the scene. Occupy stuff, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, I think that we have time for a few questions, possibly vampire related. I'm not sure.
3: <laughs> uh, my question is for Paul. So uh, you're mainly known <laughs> <laughs> for being an actor, um, but you've been recently dabbling with directing like on the Vampire Diaries. So I was just wondering if like, your experience as an actor has kind of helped you with directing in any way?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to plug my episode. It airs on Thursday. <laughs> um, We're out of here. Directed by your very own <laughs> viewers, truly. Um, no, but that's a really good question. I'll try to make it quick so I don't bore everyone. But yeah, I um, definitely, uh, as an actor, I, I, I appreciate when certain directors... Sometimes less is more, is what I learned. Um, And sometimes um, it's best to just let actors play. Sean was really good at that, and that's something that I learned when directing the show. You would think that I would um, get in there and be like, do it this way. It's really about making everyone the best that they can be in their own natural presence. That's what I learned,
0: Sean. How do you feel about your directorial skills being put to use?
4: Uh, oh, by by, Paul. By him? Paul. Yeah. Oh, uh, wonderful. Great. Yeah. I mean, take him, man. Take him and run. I'd
0: Dean, are you going to watch the episode or no? Of
4: course. Okay. <laughs> you better
0: yeah. friendship over yeah, if you don't. Uh, hi. Um, I
2: have one for Paul. Uh, what do you really? Th- hi. Uh,
3: what's your opinion on the plot of the movie? Like, what do you think of it?
1: what do i think of the plot i i love it um i love uh films that take place in new york i love i mean this was a very difficult time in america particularly in new york post 9-11 um it uh really affected i mean my family's from here and over this neighborhood they're from jersey but let's don't hold that against them um represent but thank you um but uh you know, I, like Sean was saying, it's two people that are complete opposites coming together on, in this environment that is really kind of, um, uh, I don't know, uh, a, t- a really trying time. I find that setting to be really dynamic, so um, I love it.
3: It's for Paul. Hi.
1: <laughs> I'm A. I'm
3: Jamie. Hi.
1: How you doing, Jamie?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what is it like working with Nina and Ian? On <laughs> the Hell vampire
1: on earth. No... <laughs> I'm just I kidding. love you. Thanks. Um, it's great. Paul,
0: I love you. Thank you. you inspire me. What? Thank you. Inspire
1: you. me. Thank you.
3: <laughs> oh, hi, Dina. How are you? Dina? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, coming from the Middle East, how do you feel you've, I guess, paved the way for people to have available opportunities to go into filming and artistry like that? Oh my God. Um, I mean, I hope that, that I begin to do that in some way, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. I, I think what's cool about this film is that I play a, a Middle Eastern woman that is someone y- you wouldn't necessarily see everywhere, and so that was really exciting to me, to show a different side, and I hope that, that maybe that'll start people t- you know, to tell those kind of stories more often. That's what I hope.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think the film is about challenging perceptions on, on all levels, you know, whether it's uh, veterans or immigrants, and, and uh, you know, that's kind of what we were after, so hopefully it helps.
3: And that people will rel- can relate to a character like Amira. I think that's really exciting. Hi. My question's for Sean. I know. Wow. You, over there. Sorry, Paul. Oh,
4: oh me? No, sorry. Um. I'll let him answer
3: you were talking about how you didn't want to shove things down people's throats and you wanted them to walk out with a feeling. If there's any feeling people could walk out of the movie with like a new idea, what would it be?
4: Well, I mean, like I said, challenging perceptions is a nice one, you know, not judging a book by its cover. And, you know, the, the the media has a tendency to drive certain narratives down your throat. You know, every veteran is a loose cannon and, you know, every immigrant is, you know, a, a troublemaker or this or not, you know, not, not supposed to be here. And I, I think those are misconceptions that have, um, you know, marginalized both veterans and immigrants. And so, you know... All that being said, that all sounds very political and heavy, but when you watch the film, it's a very, hopefully, you know, touching, sweet, you know, engaging love story about, you know, finding somebody. I think the most important thing when you fall in love is finding somebody who, who really gets you and, and understands you, you know?
0: All right, hi, my question's for Paul, and I was just wondering, how does your character in the movie compare to your character on The Vampire Diaries?
1: <laughs> They're both blood sucking, (laughs) but in different ways. (laughs) No, I don't know. Uh, Compare, they're really the polar opposites. I mean, um, Charlie's, you know, (laughs) married and on Wall Street. And I think Stefan was sitting in a high school desk two years ago, (laughs) which was really embarrassing as a 30-year-old man. I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Why am I I in high school? (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. you know, really, they're polar opposites, um, uh, which is why I really, you know, love them both for their own, you know, reasons. Um, so, thanks for asking.
2: <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Paul. Dzień dobry. Hi. Dobre oh, Vietur. dzień dobry.
1: <laughs> Oh, fellow, fellow Polish friend over here.
2: Yes. Guys, I want to ask you uh, regarding the last events in, with Charlie Hebdo, how you are feeling about it?
4: Well, the idea is, uh, Dina, you know, I mean, Amira's not meant to represent any one religion or any one, you know, culture. She's a conflicted, fallible, young woman who is on a journey. And, you know, Dina, I don't know if you want to speak to that more. I mean, Dina grew up in the Middle East, and you know, talk yeah, to talk to that?
3: We wanted to Amira to be, s- to to the picture of her to be seen as this, yeah, this so per, someone's torn between two cultures. So it's a heightened the way she's dressed is a heightened way of expressing that. And what happened in Paris is horrendous and is absolutely horrible. And every artist should have the power to express themselves. And so that's how we feel Yeah, I mean, free speech
4: is the fundamental, you know, right of humanity, hopefully, you know? So we're all on the same team there.
3: Hi, um, my name is Marita. I have a question for all of you in general. Um, First of all, I think that statement was fantastic. Um, because we're from New York City. So, you know, everybody comes here for an opportunity. So I think that's amazing. My question is regarding the production process. Um, in terms of editing, I'm just curious as to uh, what system you guys used and if other people played a part in it. Like if you guys may have played a part in the editing process, just out of curiosity.
4: I mean, Paul cut the movie on his laptop, right? No. <laughs> um, Apple. Did he use iMovie? Apple. Oh, like. uh. <laughs> No, we did cut on a Mac. Yeah, Final Cut. If that's a plug, it's on sale downstairs. You can get it now. Um, uh, no. Uh, yeah, we show. I don't know. I mean, editing is. Yeah, I mean, uh, our editor Julian Robinson, a fantastic editor out in Los Angeles. He, you know, um, you know, really. I don't know. The process was—it was pretty. We didn't have much room for error in the editing, so I'd say a majority of the shots I set up, I shot very deliberately. The film is very deliberately set up. There's one take that's that whole bed thing is a seven-minute take with no cuts, and so we—we didn't. I was very. um, Everything I shot, I I tried to use a majority of it, so not much ended up on the cutting room floor, if that helps. Sean, what were your influences chiefly? I mean, I mean influences. Uh, I I would say, I mean, so just story wise, I mean, a, a great you know, great great love stories. You know, um, you know, like I said, Marty before the original, you know, the original version of Rocky. If you look at Rocky and Adrian, I mean, they're two outsiders that nobody nobody really gets, and they kind of get forced together. Stuff like that. I mean, there's an Irish film from a few years ago called Once, which is a beautiful love story. Have you guys have seen that? And uh, it's a good one, right? Um, and uh, that's my fan club, Paul. Watch out and. Uh, <laughs> and um so yeah and then and there's a i don't know then like for for paul's storyline there's a great film called on the waterfront which you guys weren't born um but uh but uh, there's a great storyline where marlon brando's character is u- kind of used by his brother um uh and so the name and his brother marlon brando's brother's name and that is charlie so that's where his name comes from on the waterfront so yeah i don't know a lot of in manhattan woody allen there's shot by the bridge i mean i stole that i mean that's right. just a stolen shot that's no o- homage <laughs> yes. I, i'm gonna yes. call it that instead of a theft um <laughs> And then, uh, yeah. And then, then my favorite film of all time is a is a 1959 Russian film called Ballad of a Soldier. And if you guys love a good love story, it's 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 highly recommended. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful story about this really kind of moral soldier in the Russian war who falls for a girl and, and is tested.
0: You guys, you just got a lot of 16 uh, year old girls into post Soviet like Russian what, like, cinema. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what's 1959? Awesome, yeah. you know? Let us all uh, thank Sean uh, and Dina. And you know this guy, Paul. Thanks, guys. Thank um, you guys for coming. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate the support. Amira and Sam.